0: I don't know about many of you, but I've heard a few people, a few friends, uh, a few family members, a few people in the church who have got to go on a few trips recently. Now that the borders are opening up again, and they've got to go to Rarotonga, and they've got to go to Fiji. Anyone else got some friends who've, or maybe it's you, who've been on a on a trip? And I've had a few moments where I'm like, I'll go. Do you need need me to take your luggage? Do you need me to look after your kids? Well, I will we'll come with you with the kids. I'm not looking after them on my own back here. Um, but I'll, I'll come with you because that sounds exciting. You know, I've, I know these people, I know them quite well, and I'm excited by the plans and the trips that they've planned. And I go, I trust that you've planned a good one. Sign me up. Uh, anyone else? Anyone else interested in doing some travel elsewhere? I'll take the luggage. I'll drive the car if you need me. Because a holiday, a breakaway, it sounds good, doesn't it? We all just lost an hour's sleep last night. And can I say you look great. <laughs> it's true, you're true, you do. I want to sign myself up for a holiday. When I hear about the trips that the people around me have planned, I I trust them and I trust that they've planned a good holiday and so I want to be part of it? How much more can we trust the plans and the purposes that God has laid before us? The plans that he's laid out for us. In fact, he's made it abundantly clear to us in his word, the Bible. In Jeremiah 29 verse 11, it says this, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. These are the plans that God has laid before us. And if I hear about my friends and my family who are planning trips, and I'm like, "Sign me up for those." How much more should I want to be part of the plans and purposes that God has laid before me? See, God's made it clear His plans and His purposes, but He hasn't just done that; He's made it personal—plans for you to prosper, you hope for you, and a future. For you, in fact, in Ephesians two ten, he says, "For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works which God has prepared in advance for us to do." So he's not only made plans for us; he's not only got purposes for us, but then he's taken us, he's designed and created us that we would be perfect for the works that he's prepared, for the plans that he has prepared for us, things he has prepared for you, things that he has pre- planned for the church. But maybe it's just me. I don't know about you, but perhaps sometimes there's a little hesitation when it comes to the plans that God might have for us in responding with our yes to him. Because what does it actually mean? What does it actually look like? It's really easy to say, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Yes, I know that. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. I know that. Yes. But what does that mean? And so we can be a little hesitant sometimes. So what do we need to do? What is actually required of me? He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. Micah 6, eight says this. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with my God. The plans and purposes laid out for us are simple. All we need to do, what is required of us, is to simply act justly. To love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. It doesn't say to walk humbly by yourself God's called you, good luck. It says that you walk with God by the power of his Holy Spirit walking with you. Those plans and purposes he's laid before you that he's created for you aren't just ones that you get to do on your own, but he promises to go with us. He promises to go with us wherever we go, when we simply walk humbly with God. Now, many of you will know in the Bible a man by the name of Saul, and I'm not talking about King Saul in the Old Testament. I'm talking about Saul in the New Bible. He was the chief persecutor of Christians. He was really good at his job. He loved the law and was great at enforcing it. He was a little bit threatened by this new way that had come, that Jesus had come and said, well, you now have free access to the Father through what I did for you on the cross. Your sins have been taken on me when you put your trust in me. And not only did do you now have free access to the Father, but actually I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to walk with you every day. And Saul and his colleagues were a little threatened by what was going on. All of a sudden, all of their traditions, all of their ways of life, all of their understandings of their relationship with God were beginning to shift. And this idea of Jesus and finding out salvation in him challenged their ways of life became uncomfortable for them as they worked and as they served in whatever they were doing. Saul and his colleagues didn't didn't particularly like what was going on. Everything they knew was being challenged, and so they made it their mission to stamp out the change, stamp out this new way to put a stop to the message of hope. But many of you will know Saul one day was on his way to Damascus and he had a radical encounter with the light, with the truth. He had a radical encounter with Jesus and Saul's life trajectory completely changed. All of a sudden his whole life was on a completely different path where he was at first trying to destroy the, the way that was being Um, spread about Jesus he was trying to stop that all of a sudden that was his whole purpose it went from his plans and purposes what what Saul thought was right to the plans and purposes of God and what God had prepared for him revelation of the light and of truth was leading to transformation in his life and right after his encounter it's not yet common knowledge among all the people yet but we meet a man named Ananias And the Bible simply describes Ananias as a disciple, someone who followed the ways of Jesus. Basically, Ananias was just like you and me, someone who've chosen to follow Jesus. And this is what the Bible says about Ananias and his role in Saul's story. In Acts chapter 9, verses 10-17, it says this in the ESV. Now that we, now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarshish named Paul. For behold, he is praying. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay hands on him so that he might regain his sight." But Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard about this I've heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has the authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. Then he rose and he was baptized, and taking food he was strengthened. Ananias here responds to the Lord, Here I am, Lord. I will go. But before he goes, he admits to the Lord he has some doubts. He's heard about this man named Saul, and he's like, God, you've said that you've got this plan. I'm not sure it's the best idea. Have you heard about Saul? He's really good. He actually has the authority to bind me up and to take me out. Yes, God, you've revealed yourself to me. You've got the plans and purposes. But I love that Ananias, when the Lord is directly speaking to him, still says, God, I'm not sure. But then the Lord turns to Ananias and reassures him. He says, you might have heard these things, but I have plans and purposes. For him, you will go to him, and he will regain his sight. Ananias he has questions, he's heard he's heard rumors. But God reassures him that it is his plan and his purpose, and that he should obey. Notice what God doesn't say. He doesn't say to Ananias, I will make the conversation really easy for you. He doesn't say to Ananias, I promise that the journey will be really quick. He doesn't explain the whole process of exactly what will happen, of who will say what when. He doesn't lie out every single moment in the story, but a few of the main points of the plan that God has for him. And so with faith in God, Ananias goes. If we skip forward or skip a little bit later on in Acts, in Acts chapter 22, when Saul, who is now Paul, is sharing his story, is testifying to the work of what God has done in him, he talks about Ananias. He talks about this man who came after hearing God speak to him and is now revealed to him and has set him free and is now following Jesus. See, when we follow the voice of God, when we step out into what God is calling us to. Whether we perceive it to be hard or difficult, we have doubts, we think it might be a hostile environment, whatever it is, but when we follow the Lord's leading and simply obey his calling, we get the joy of becoming part of other people's stories. Not to make us great. Not to be like, oh, I can brag, look, I'm sure Ananias didn't go, look, I was part of Saul's story. That's not the point. It wasn't to make Ananias great or to make us great but another seed in the ground, another person watering the seed, another person sharing a story of faith or another person sharing of the grace of God and all of a sudden they're taking another step towards Jesus. You become part of the story not to make us know known, but in their testifying of the good news that others would find Jesus. Would we say like Ananias, here I am, Lord, send me. I may not know All the answers. I may still have some questions and some doubts. I'm not sure that the person you are asking me to love is going to be very receptive. I've heard rumors of what they've done before. But I will follow your call. You know, I think it's okay for us sometimes to not fully understand the plans and purposes of God, but we can trust that he is good and that he does have purposes for us. To say to God, I'm not fully convinced of this plan, but I'll trust you as the planner. I don't yet fully understand the path and the conversations that lie ahead, but I know that your character is good, your mercy is kind and your grace undeserved. The timings might not make sense to me. They might not make sense to my plans. God, I don't know the schedule, but I know you as Savior, and so I'll trust you as sender. God, I don't know the schedule, but I know you as Savior, and so I'll trust you as sender. I'll trust the plans and purposes of, that you've laid out before me. This message isn't just one that I get up and share with you because it's what it says in the Word, a pattern that we should follow of God's example. This is very personal for me. If I was to be honest, I'd say that Christchurch isn't my first choice of town to live in. But it is where God has called me. Christchurch is far away from my family, from my Tūranga Waiwai. In fact, I only came here on accident when studying for university. How little did I know the plans that God had laid out and orchestrated before me. For he knows the plans he had for me, plans to prosper me and not to harm me, plans to give me a hope and a future. But many years ago, as I looked to leave Christchurch and move back to where I thought my plans and purposes were leading, the Lord clearly spoke to me and called me here. And so I stand here today. I've made a home here because of obedience and love for Christ. And when you walk in obedience and humbly with God, he makes his plans clear. So this is now my home and I love it here, but it is still far away from my family. It's still not the place where my roots were established and the place of my ancestors, but it's where God has me. I gave him my yes and I said, wherever you want me to go, there I'll go. And I know I'm not the only one. I'm sure there are many stories in this room of your faithful obedience to following the call of God. And we find so many in the Bible where people responded with their, yes, send me. You know, Abraham and Sarah, they didn't understand the plans and purposes of God, but they later became parents of nations. Moses stood up to Pharaoh when it didn't make sense and led his people out of Egypt. Samuel appointed kings. Isaiah was a prophet. Saul became a great leader in the early church. When we follow the voice and call of God, he makes clear his plans. It's not always easy. But when we go with God, it's by far the best option. You may not become a father or mother of a nation like Abraham. You may not lead a people group from slavery in one land to exile in another to the promised land like Moses. You may not have been called at a young age and grow up to appoint kings over nations like Samuel. You may not prophetically hear what God is saying and take the news and present it all over the countryside like Isaiah. You may not take the faith you have and share it with the most feared Christian persecutor and see their life radically transformed. But you can say, like all of these people said to the Lord, here I am, send me. I'll go where you lead. It might not be to nations, but I'll go to my kids. I'll go to my family. I'll go to my brother or sister or my mum or my dad who doesn't know Christ yet. I'll go to my colleague who doesn't yet have hope. God, I will go. It might not be to a location. It might not be to vocation. It might just be to a person. But God, I'll go anywhere because you've called me. It might not make sense. I might have heard rumors and I go, that's not what I think makes the best sense, God. You might be calling me there. That name might appear in your mind. It might come to you in a dream. It might appear in the word. I don't know how God is revealing it to you. And it might not make sense in our human nature, but God says, I've planned and purposed. And not only have I planned and purposed for you, I've created you exactly for this time for you are God's handiwork you are God's craftsmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God has prepared in advance for you for you to do i will tell of his great mercy and grace that he poured out for us on the cross for them i will go lord here i am and when i go what will you require of me i will act justly love mercy and walk humbly with God. It may not always be easy or comfortable. Persecution might come. People might look at you strangely. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, I will go, God, where you lead. I will follow where you call. And I'm not going on my own, Lord, because you've sent Holy Spirit with me. God has woven so many stories from so many people, woven them together so that they would hear, understand, and accept the invitation of relationship with Jesus. Saul had a personal revelation of God and yet still needed someone else to come and lay hands on him and pray. His stories weaving together, the beauty of the church gathered, but the beauty of the church scattered the beauty of church and life groups, getting to know, work alongside one another, all for the purposes of Christ. Can I invite the band to come and join me back this morning? Every day we have the opportunity to hear God speak. As followers of Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit working with us always. But perhaps for you, it's been a while since since you've found a place to stop and hear what God is saying. Taking a moment to pause and reflect on what is it that God is prompting me to do or a person that he's calling me to go. You know, It's not always that he's calling you to another city like he called me. It might not be that he's calling you to change jobs, although he might. It might not be that he's calling you to go into crazy places or to the most scary person that you know. But simply asking God, where would you go? Where would you lead me? Give me a person that I could share hope with, that I could pray for, that I could be in prayer for even before I talk to them. We're going to again sing this song that we did just before, Send Me. I'll go anywhere, and I encourage you not just to sing the words because it's a new song and That's what the band's decided to play this morning. And that's just what I've decided to share on this morning. But really allow yourself to to hear the voice of God, to open your heart and say, God, would you speak to me? I'll go anywhere. It can be big and scary and hard sometimes to say yes to the plans and purposes of God because we don't know exactly what it looks like. But can I tell you that God is good and God is gracious and He is kind and He promises to walk with you wherever you go. Take a moment to sing, to worship, and then sit in silence. Allow the still, small voice of the Lord to speak to your mind, to speak to your heart. Say, God, if I lay it down, would you reveal your plans and your purposes in my life? When God first called me to stay in Christchurch, it wasn't to work for His church. Although He was orchestrating something that I didn't know of when I said that I would stay. When He called me, I was working in education. And I remained a teacher, serving and loving young people. And desperately loving and serving His church when I wasn't. Saying yes to God doesn't mean that you have to serve on a Sunday doesn't mean that you have to become a pastor doesn't mean that you have to become a worship leader although that might be part of what God is leading God's call can be the marketplace God's call can be to all people to serve people, to love people wherever you are God I don't know your schedule Lord but I know you as saviour and so we'll trust you as sender So Lord, send me. I'll go anywhere. And it's my joy to say yes to you. Would you stand with me if you're able this morning? God, we're so grateful that you speak to us. That your voice calls out to us. God, we thank you that you have plans and purposes for each of us. Plans to prosper us and not to harm us. Plans to give us a hope and a future. And God, we thank you that those plans and purposes that you have laid out before us, God, that you've crafted us, created us each unique with gifts and talents and special abilities and personalities that allow us to walk out those plans by the power of your Holy Spirit. So Lord, as we sing and as we worship again, would you reveal to us your plans and purposes? Would you reveal where you're leading us? Would our hearts be open to hearing what you would have us say? Would we be brave enough to let the uncomfortable in? That we trust your goodness. We might not understand the timings. We might have heard of things that don't make sense to us. But Lord, we know you as Saviour. So we'll trust you as sender. Do you reveal yourself and your plans to us again this morning as we sing.